This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Every new year, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy can also help you build on what's working by helping you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know firsthand how helpful it can be to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Curiosities today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Curiosities. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Nick was not the best driver in the world. He wasn't going to be a champion racer, let alone someone who could safely navigate the streets of most American towns. And that's okay. Some people just aren't cut out for certain tasks, and Nick apparently was not wired very well for driving. That didn't stop him from trying, though. The first time he got behind the wheel, things actually looked promising for a while. He didn't drive too fast, he was cautious, and he was trustworthy enough to have a passenger with him. And yet, well, that brick wall just sort of jumped out in front of him, didn't it? He didn't give up, though. Most people don't give up after their first accident. Sure, they're shaken up and probably a lot more observant and careful in the weeks and months that follow. But humans are very good at moving on, and that's just what Nick did. He got a new set of wheels, some new friends, and went for another joyride. This time there was no brick wall to get in the way, thankfully, but he apparently took a turn just a bit too fast, and as a result, his car, which was really large and heavy, sort of rolled onto its side. I can't decide which accident was more elegant and graceful. Was it the head-on collision with a solid wall, or the overturning of his vehicle with nothing else to point at and blame except himself? Either way, the authorities took notice and found very little humor in the man's driving. Nick's car was impounded, and he was tossed in jail for reckless driving. And life changed for Nick after that. He would never drive again, and he would never get his car back. It's a sad ending to a story full of so many bumps and turns, or lack thereof, I suppose. Nick wasn't special because of what he did, or how he did it. He was special because he did all of those things long before any of us would have guessed it was possible. Long before Henry Ford, Rudolf Diesel, and Carl Benz. Before World War I, the French Revolution, and the birth of America. That's because Nicolas Cuneau wasn't just the first person to build a working automobile way back in 1769. He was also the first to do something else, something much less admirable. He was the first to crash one. (music) 
Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This episode is sponsored by Intuit. Here's a story for you. Once upon a time, a young woman was haunted by the ghosts of bad financial decisions, with credit card debt and an empty savings account looming over her every day. But when she tried to ignore these ghosts, they only grew bigger and scarier. And these ghosts of her bad financial decisions were stopping her from living her best life. So she decided to face them head on and take control of her finances with help from Intuit. Intuit helps you face your financial fears with confidence through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. King Edward VII, like many of the wealthy elite of England, loved to hunt. In the 1860s, when his mother, Queen Victoria, was still on the throne and Edward was nothing more special than the Prince of Wales, he would often gather his friends and take them fox hunting. Among this group of friends was another man named Edward, this one being an actor by profession. The pair of Edwards were apparently very close, and at some point in their relationship, the prince gifted the actor with a small golden matchbox, the sort that a gentleman would keep attached to his pocket watch chain for easy access and safekeeping. It even had Edward's name on it. The actor, not the prince. Years went by, as they have a way of doing, and both men continued to enjoy their hunts. Sometimes it was together, but oftentimes Edward the actor, Edward Southern, would hunt without his friends. 
and it was on one of those solo rides that he was thrown from his horse, and along with picking up a few bruises, something else happened. He'd lost the matchbox. He was heartbroken. It had been in his pocket for years, and he'd grown accustomed to its usefulness, so he had a replacement made and then moved on. Later in life, he passed that second matchbox on to one of his three sons, a young man named Lighton. Actually, Lighton was also an actor, just like his father, and eventually his own career took him overseas to Australia. While he was there, he made new friends in the world of theater, and one of his closest was a man by the name of Labartouche. When Lighton's time in Australia was up, he gifted his golden matchbox from his father to Labartouche and went home to England. Many years later, another of Edward's sons, named George, was on a hunt of his own. It had been a long time since he had hunted in his father's favorite area, so as he did, he took in the scenery with a bit of nostalgia. There's no record of how successful his hunt was that day, but he did happen to bump into the old farmer who worked the land there, and introduced himself as George Southern, Edward Southern's son. The farmer was astonished. Not only did he know the young man's father, but he had just been thinking about him that very morning. One of his farmhands had been out plowing in the field when a glimmer of something metal caught his eye. It turned out to be something Edward had dropped years before, his gold matchbox. George went home that day with the matchbox in his pocket, the original one, mind you, gifted to his father by the Prince of Wales, as well as a fantastic story. He wanted to tell someone. So later that day, George sat down and wrote a letter to his youngest brother, Edward, who was traveling with a theater production in America. This is the point in the story where I stop for a moment and tell you, yes, there were three Edwards, and that's pretty confusing, I know. Edward the Prince, Edward the Friend, and Edward the Son. Plus two other sons, right? It's complicated, but it's also worth it, trust me. Edward, the son, received the letter from his brother George on the morning of a train ride, and waited until he was seated and the train was moving before he opened it. Across the seat from him was another actor, Lawrence by name, who had just joined up with the company that day, and they planned to get to know each other and prepare for their next stop. Edward, the son, read the letter, and as he did, his eyes opened wide. Lawrence noticed this and asked about it. "'My brother,' he said, has found our father's long-lost matchbox, gifted to him by the Prince of Wales himself. And then he proceeded to tell Lawrence about how the matchbox was lost, how his father had a second one made, and how his brother Lighton had given that one away in Australia. I wonder, Edward muttered half to himself and half to Lawrence, whatever became of that second matchbox? Does Labartouche still possess it, or has he in turn given it to someone else? Lawrence smiled at him from across the seat, and then reached into his pocket. When he pulled his hand back out, there in the middle of his palm sat a small golden matchbox. Turning it over, both men could clearly see the engraving on the back. Oh, he gave it to someone else, Lawrence answered. And that someone else was me. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show 
and you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.